Are you interested in gaining a vague sense of sports knowledge? Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Welcome back to Make Room for Sports, the number one sports podcast. Uh, with me, uh, as always, I have Dave Dominique. Hey, how's it going, guys? I am uh, sipping on some Iraq. Uh, Iraq? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Iraq? Eric? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah, that's how you say Eric. 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 It's how you say. It's how you say everything. Everything is pronounced Iraq. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Mike Locker. We're hearing. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, last day, summer vacation. I opened two bottles of Philly Pale Ale before I go back to work on uh, Tuesday, so I'm ready to go. And Mikhail Britt, uh, currently enjoying the Los Angeles wild, wildfires. I ate Shake Shack, and then I got ice cream, and now I'm drinking a, a special 1893 Pepsi Cola. What did you eat at Shake Shack? You got a burger with the um, portobello uh, cheese. No, it's a cheese-infused portobello mushroom on top of a hamburger. All right, uh, enough enough deep inquiry, uh, because with us we also have a guest this week, Jess Holloway, calling in from, um, I actually don't know where you're calling in from, Jess. Oh, I'm calling in from Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hoboken, no joking. So, Jess? <laughs> Jess, we need to, so uh, I'm going to start just by asking you, uh, my understanding is that you are a major football fan. And I have a lot of questions about that. But when did your when did your lifelong love of the game of football begin? Great question. Um, first of all, I want to say I'm definitively a football fan, but I love all things sports almost to the point of nausea. But football for me was definitely a huge passion point since I was probably a baby. I'm pretty sure my dad diapered me in Dallas Cowboys gear. So <laughs> ever since I could understand that football was a, a thing, I was in love with it. Have you seen the Cowboys play in person? Oh, yes. I have been to Jerry World, the new miraculous Jerry World, um, three times. I usually go for the Cowboys-Giants game every year, except for this year. Wait, I will be in Italy. What's Jerry World? What's Jerry World? Great question. What? Um, Jerry World is the most (laughs) miraculous place on earth. It's like Disneyland for football. (laughs) Wait, is is it a theme park? (laughs) Um, Kind of. If you're a major football fan... If you're a major football fan and a Dallas Cowboys fan, it is the best place on earth. It is a huge stadium that Jerry put $3 billion into. And I believe there were actually one to two deaths during the creation of this massive thing. Hey, so Jess, literal blood, sweat, and tears. I think it's a safe bet that you and I are the only are the only two here that know who you're referring to when you say Jerry. I don't know who Jerry oh, is. Oh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> And, uh. and he murdered he murdered two people to build a new stadium. Yeah, I believe that's called a blood sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, yes. And that was when the Cowboys... You gotta make at least one. That's when they became ascendant. That's what turned them around, is the deaths. Because yeah. they weren't very good. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're America's team, mm-hmm. but 
Are they good right now? Great question. They are actually very good. I, well, projected to be very good right now. Their defense is projected to be basically atrocious, but um, their offense is projected to be amazing and keep that horrifying defense off the field for as much time as possible. So I, I think that's kind of what the what the outlook is on them. But, oh, but I mean, you're right. Before they weren't very good. I, I actually, my last experience in the old Dallas stadium was that I'm losing to the Ravens on the last game in the stadium. So that was nice and embarrassing. So one thing, <laughs> so um, Jess, I should reveal early in the show that um, I'm from Philadelphia. So as an Eagles, uh. fan, you and I are like more or less mortal, <laughs> mortal enemies, but um we can like keep ourselves composed, I guess, for like 25 minutes or half hour. But I wanted to ask you a question about the old Cowboy Stadium, because sure. my memory of from like watching tons of uh, Eagles Cowboys games is that the thing I loved about that stadium is there was always this crazy sun glare that happened for yes. like half half the game that made it more like it was impossible to see if you were going in one direction during the game. So like almost the whole game came down to like who had the ball and had to go into the sun in the fourth quarter, which was a crazy way to play football for like 50 years. Oh, 100%. I mean, the, the, the coin flip at the beginning was uh, pretty <laughs> yeah. crucial. Yeah. That, yeah, like, that was really that was, pretty that was, crucial. It was the whole game was who won the coin flip. Um, yep. <laughs> well, and that's why the fans always jeer that the Cowboys have cataracts. That was a big anti-Dallas Cowboys <laughs> slogan for a long time. Um, what, other, what other teams do you follow? Great question. Oh, I follow a ton of teams. So from an NFL standpoint, I always like to keep kind of a little back pocket, non-NFC team just to kind of watch. And I've been really into the Oakland Raiders and their development, which I really like. Um, but outside of that, I am from an NBA standpoint, I'm a Knicks fan, which is which is sad, really just sad for everyone. Um, but I'm very lucky in that ever since I was around age 19, I've been a huge Manu Ginobili fan. So I watched the Spurs pretty religiously. Um, so that, that always brings kind of a little bit of light to the darkness of being a Knicks fan. Um, do you ever, do you ever uh, find it difficult to make room in your life for sports? No. No, never. <laughs> is never? that is that weird to say? No. <laughs> Wait, how? I find it harder to make room for work. <laughs> okay, so 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 yeah, so sports first, and then like everything else is like secondary or tertiary. Okay. Oh yeah, I mean, I I'm sure anybody who works with me tell you that if you hear me kind of gasp at work, like. <gasps> It's it's actually usually not like I lost an account or something terrible happened. It's more like, <laughs> oh, my God, somebody major just got traded. And that's insane. And <laughs> it's more of that. Does Jerry World have like roller coasters or? Great question. Actually, it's near roller coasters. So um, Jerry World in Dallas is actually located near the Six Flags over Texas in Texas. So it doesn't have mm -hmm. roller coasters, but it's close. Um, but it does have they just have like a lot of really cool things going on around the stadium, a lot of little shows, a lot of events you can go to. And then um, inside the stadium is just like insane it's just big and bold and beautiful and has an insanely huge tv that punters have a lot of issues with so and it has beautiful I mean, art like it has a modern art collection <laughs> like a not for nothing art collection and in, in the stadium like all over the place this, this in is, the stadium, this is true like you can just it's true, you can just, yeah, it's true. yes 
It's like, how the, it's like how the Bellagio has like the best, <laughs> the best museum in in Nevada. Uh, I think like Jerry World has the best museum in uh, outside of I guess like what like Marfa probably has a good museum in Austin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Cowboys just like have like a Monet in their locker room and like <laughs> it's all it's all like super contemporary art. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, you have to draw inspiration from somewhere. <laughs> right. And then right. you just once you you can just hang out in the stadium. Oh, yeah. So they they have like standing room only there, which those tickets are actually not very bad as far as like going to an NFL game. You can pay like. 50 bucks to go to standing room only and just mill about the stadium the whole time. But then, you know, obviously getting the seats is it's, it's pretty expensive. I usually have my finger on the hot button when the schedule comes out, when the tickets come out, because I'm like, Uh, that is the best time to buy a ticket to Jerry world before things get insane. Jerry world is just where the Dallas Cowboys play. It's not like a separate uh, theme park. Yes. Correct. It's just where they play. Oh, it's where they play. Oh, oh, I thought it. It sounds amazing. But I, I <laughs> thought it was like a separate, um, like a whole separate thing. I see. Yeah. But they, I mean, it's been named that because it has elements of like theme parkery. Once you get right. in there, mm-hmm. right? It's right. Just, isn't it? Isn't it true, Jess, that you can buy tickets to like sit at um, like cafe tables in the hallway outside the locker room? Great question. Okay, so. Lucky, I've had I've had this experience, and I got lucky enough to have it for free. It's called so it's called the Miller Lite Club, and it's it's a cl- <laughs> thank you thank you Miller Lite thank you Miller Lite. Um, so it's called the Miller Lite Club, and I got the tickets there from a friend for for free. And um, first of all, I have never wept at a sports event ever, but I wept like a small child when I got down there because the players literally just walk by you like jerry walks by you they all just run out and you can they have clubs on on both sides of the stadium so even if you were if the eagles were playing down there you could sit on their side and watch them go out and you're like right there it's intense and i did (laughs) and do they like do they screen you in any way like can anyone buy those tickets no, it, anybody can buy the tickets. They're insanely <laughs> expensive passes, so they, I think they assume the riffraff ain't getting those. But I mean, sure. do they do they frisk you before you go in? Great question. No. Do they check no. in your bag? Do you check the, if you have a bag? Um, the NFL requires you to you have to carry a clear bag into the stadium so they can see everything yeah, that uh, you're bringing in anyway. Yeah. Actually, yeah. When me and Tuda was I with Simon, I think when we went to the it was, a, it was a, the college basketball game. Is someone making tea? Oh no, it's a siren. It's a siren. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You, you, I should have I should have asked uh, if you were in some sort of hostage situation right now, just before oh, we started recording. That we were only going to have like twenty to thirty minutes because I'm actually bleeding to death right now. But don't worry. <laughs> okay, this is well, a really good way to end it all. Uh, like this yeah. podcast is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh well yeah we did go through a few metal detectors uh, at every game I guess uh, here in LA but uh, or I'm not in LA at the moment but um but I want to I want to move on from Jerry World really but I also have one last question about it because <laughs> you said that, <laughs> you said that they there's a new stadium that doesn't have a glare but they replaced the glare with a giant screen to confound yeah, that's punters correct. okay it, it's it's. I think they thought it was a great idea because if you go there and you have, you know, up in the 300s, 400s tickets, it's a little difficult to see the, to, to see the field. So they wanted to give the, you know, attendees a really great experience 
experience, they installed this insanely massive um, screen. And so when you go there and you're sitting up in the nosebleeds, it's easy for you to see the game and it feels like you're right there. But it's it was hung. It's so big and it was hung a little bit low. And so punters have hit it. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. We did it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, look, I want to dig into something that's really serious. And we haven't, it's actually bizarre that in all of our 739 episodes, uh, we haven't dealt with this topic yet because it's a big part of a lot of sports fans' lives. And of course, I'm talking about fantasy football. Yes. Um, now, fantasy football is something that literally from the very ground level up, I do not understand. Uh, I know what football is, sort of. I'm getting better about that. Um, <laughs> I know what fantasy is, which is um, when Mikel and I dress up like hobbits and we pretend that Hillary Clinton is our president. Um, but I don't know what these two things are when you put them together. So how do you play fantasy football? And you, you, are, you are an avid fantasy football player, correct? I am. I just, uh, I just finished with my third and final draft um, uh, two days ago. <laughs> the sub-question for Jess is, is um should we do it? I think that's where we'd like you to end up. Well, is like, it walk us walk us through it, and then should we do it as yeah, a group? It, like, can we still be friends, or will we like destroy the friendship if we do it together? And is it just for the NFL, or is there college fantasy football as well? So it's just for the NFL. I think they don't try to do college because college would be a little bit difficult if you think about it especially when you think about like how these college teams go through the rosters. It could be anybody in there sometimes. So I think they don't really do that. But they have it for football. They have it for hockey, the NBA, MLB. I don't touch any of that other stuff. It's, it's way too intense. Um, the NFL, I do like fantasy football a lot. Um, and it's basically like you are the manager of your own team. And what you're going to do is you're going to draft, let's say, around 15 players to your team. And you'll be doing this against however many people are within your league. So I had two leagues this year that are 12 team leagues. And then I had one league that was a 10-team league. So all depending on, you know, how, how big your league is, that's how you're going to draft. And you just draft 15 players, and it's usually a combination of quarterback, um, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, and um, a kicker and a defense. Um, and then you'll have, like, a flex position. And the flex position can be basically any offensive player that you want to utilize except for another quarterback unless your league allows for it. Um, so it's, it's actually, even though it sounds sometimes a little bit complex, it's really easy and it's really fun. Um, and I think sometimes some of the people who actually win fantasy are the people who know the least and just auto draft, mm. <laughs> which means they don't even actually sit and draft the players themselves. They just kind of let whoever are the top players just get selected to their teams. So, so what are some of your, um, what are some of your highlights for, from your drafts? Who'd you get? <laughs> Well, um, I will say I tried to have a little bit of consistency wherever I could. Two of my three teams, I drafted DeMarco Murray as my lead running back, which I'm really excited about. Being What team is he on now? He's on the Titans, and he did really well for them last year, and I think that they're going to want to push a strong running game this year as well. So can I, I feel uh, really good about that. Jess, can I interrupt for one second to tell you something super important, which is that I own a bunch of DeMarco Murray sneakers. <laughs> Because he was because he was on the uh, he was the on the eagle yeah. he was on the eagles he was on the eagles and my uh, brother-in-law used to work for a moving company and they got hired to move him from uh, out of like out of Philly into where oh, he was headed. His, 
His actual sneakers, like his, his actual oh sneakers. God. Yeah. And so when the move was over, my brother-in-law went into his bedroom and he was like, oh, like Mr. Murray, we or maybe called him DeMarco. I don't know. He was like, we, we forgot to unload your sneaker closet. And DeMarco Murray was like, oh, like those are the ones I don't care about. You can take them. And so my brother-in-law put them all in garbage bags <laughs> and brought them back to like the Philadelphia. They, he lives like an hour from me outside of yeah. Philly. So he called me and he was like, what size shoe are you? I wear 11 and a half and DeMarco yeah. Murray wears a size 13. But there were three pairs that were like size 12 and I could kind of yeah. get into them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been wearing his sneakers for like two or three years now. Are your, are, your, are your toes bleeding from them being crunched? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they're big. They're actually bigger. So he's a 13. I'm 11 and a half. So like I'm. Uh, oh, they, my they God. Fit, if anything, they're a little big. So you flop Stop around. Sock action in there. Just, yeah, just, just double socks, like double to socks. triple to quadruple socking it. It's no big yeah. deal, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so awesome. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was there for a short stint, but so actually, he's doing you, good in, t- in Tennessee. If you would like, I'm totally serious. I'll mail you. I have an extra pair. If you want them, I'll mail them to you. Never been worn. They're, it's the one pair that's too big. They're actually like full size 13. If you, oh uh, my god, so you yeah, could have. I would totally be down. You I'll could flop around in DeMarco Murray's oversized <laughs> clown sneakers, um, and all you'd have to do is put like a, a little horn under each one um, to have a really kind of dignified sports fan experience. That's friendship. I kind of love it. I My, kind of love it. And because he was a Cowboys player in the past, I feel that I have some sort of ownership over him for the yes. rest of his life. So, yes, I would totally be interested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're Mike, all yours. They're Mike, all yours. Are you wearing DeMarco Murray's sneakers right now? Great question. They're all um, they're all like Derek Rose. Like Derek Rose had his own Adidas line, I guess. Um, uh-huh. so and they're a- all they all. Yeah, they're all Adidas like Derek Rose. Low, uh-huh. Like you know running sneakers not like high tops or anything. I'm interested okay in as sp- a Knicks as a Knicks fan I kind of want to mentally suppress that you just said Derek Rose <laughs> right yeah sorry <laughs> I, like I didn't when, mean to trigger you I'm like pretend you didn't say that <laughs> I like it when athletes are fans of other athletes like that I like I like that I like I like that idea that yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm into that it's like um, when you see an internet video of like a bear playing with like a puppy <laughs> Yes, what? that's exactly what? what it's like. No, it's yeah, it's like friendships, but yeah, it's like friendship. Oh, that is friendship. That's friendship. Yeah, that is yeah friendship. it's definitely friendship. Um, okay, I have some more questions about fantasy football, and and I really need to ask them because I have a lot of. Okay, so first question is, when you're picking people to be on your team, do you are you taking turns with like the other like like pl- like fake owners in your league, kind of, or or like how does that work? Can you just pick anyone? <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, Do you have a limited you, amount so of money? So some leagues have the, mon- the money aspect where you can have a certain amount of money. Have you ever heard of, like, DraftKings? Mm, I've seen it's, ads for it. and I, it, it's, it may, Yeah. It's, it seems, like, shady. That's kind of how draft... Yeah, it, I I don't I don't like messing with that. Some of my friends do DraftKings, but that's what you'll do with DraftKings is basically you'll have a budget based on how much money um, you've put in and the league you've entered, and then you will obviously want to pick some higher profile pick 
players, but you have to fill out a team. So you don't want to go too high or you'll spend all your money. Well, and the way that me and like my friends do fantasy, it's basically doesn't have any budget, but it's it's everybody gets um, a turn. And the who, what your turn is, is just decided randomly. Like my one friend picks it out of a hat. My one friend uses this thing that just auto automatically picks who's going to go when. So the sad part for me this year was I was pick 10 of uh, 12 in one, 8 of 10 in the other, and 11 of 12 in the other. Oh, <laughs> so that's why you got really – that's why you got so into DeMarco Murray. <laughs> Cause yeah, because I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> got it. I see. Um, and then my, my, my final question, though, if, uh, if anyone else has questions for, about this, please chime in. My final question is how do you win – because your team's not a real team. Great question. That's a great right. question. <laughs> so the leagues will assign point levels to each um, action that is taken by the player. So quarterbacks will get points for, um, you know, when the, for how many yards they throw. They'll get points for touchdowns. Wide receivers will get points for receptions and touchdowns. Running backs for a certain amount of yards. So you gain points in that way. So it does. My team might have like a Titan on it, an Eagle, a Cowboy, a Giant. Like it, you know, it could have a, a bunch of different team people on it, but they each gain points um, within their game. So basically you're rooting for whoever is on your team to do really well, as painful as it might be. For me, I have a couple of Eagles. That's going to that's gonna hurt from a mental standpoint, but from a monetary standpoint, I really want to win fantasy, so I will cheer for them. <laughs> um, and then it's basically based on whoever winds up having the most points during the what they call the season – who will go into what is the playoff rounds. And then in the playoffs, you will play against the teams that made the playoffs will play against each other for, you know, the championship. Um, so that's that's kind of how it works. Do you have to redraft during the playoffs? I can pick the players from the teams that are, like, left at that point playing games? Great question. No. No, you can't. So basically... You have the team that you're left with, unless your commissioner, who is the person who runs, um, who runs your league, unless your commissioner is like a complete nut job and lets crazy things happen. Like sometimes people will try to make really insane trades at the closer to the end of the season um, with people who definitely cannot make the playoffs. Um, so there's typically a voting system so that nothing like that can happen. People can be like, no, that's absolutely not like, a good trade. I think what he's I think what he's confused about is so Brit. Um, the fantasy football playoffs take place during the NFL regular season. So yes. all the players are still in it. Oh, I see. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So it fantasy, luckily for my, you know, my sanity's sake ends before the actual playoffs happen. Uh, so when the actual playoffs happen, we can like actually focus on not rooting for other teams. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. <laughs> so if like a player gets injured though, during the course of a season and you have that player, that player's just like out for your, yeah, you Oh, yeah. You should have oh, a look, yeah. yeah. It so, fucks you up. So I, I have That's a question cool, about though, points. It, it leads you to um, root for other teams. I like that. Okay. What, what right, are you saying, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My question about points um, is, uh, Jess, on this show, we're our, more or less our, like our favorite play ever is the, the play last season when Ezekiel Elliott jumped into the Salvation Army jar yeah. after he scored <laughs> that touchdown. So my question is, like, 
Do, can you imagine a future fantasy football that rewards like wacky stuff like that? Where like that I, would be worth like, like a thousand points? I would absolutely love that because the NFL is so I, I'm sure some of you might have seen it, but the NFL had recently for the past, let's call it five to maybe eight years they banned celebrations and so your player like you know if you were watching your own team play and somebody did like a celebration like Ezekiel Elliott did you'd be you might be a little pissed because he actually a flag gets thrown for that it's actually a penalty and they did they they did do it in the game and 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 Zeke also was due to get fined for that but actually the NFL I think realized how friggin terrible that would be to find somebody who gave the Salvation Army that much. So, um, but I really think that that could be something that maybe could could find its way into it because now this year will be the first year that celebrations will not be a flag. So, oh really? I'm, wow! I'm so excited for it. Dude. Yeah, I have <laughs> questions about that too. So, um, this is I love this conversation. So, Jess, um, are you watching the new season of Hard Knocks? I am not watching. Hard okay, <laughs> so I'll catch you. Caught up to speed. The most interesting episode so far. Is that the been, HBO? Is that the HBO yeah. show? Yeah, it's with on the rocker HBO. with the. Um, what is it? Yeah. No, that's Ballers. This is uh, like a, a sort of like behind the scenes training camp NFL show, and they reality? every yeah every year they follow one team. This year. Wow, Mike, I feel like you've been secretly watching this thing. Like you haven't brought this up on, on the show at all. What's well, I'm, like it's, I'm full of shame about this. As you guys know, I'm trying to not watch football. Like I, I'm struggling. Let's get personal. Let's get personal. Yeah, to give it up. get personal. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, like <laughs> the, the other night I did watch like two episodes of Hard Knocks back to back. One thing I learned is that in this effort to like um, change the celebration rules, one of the I'm pretty sure I'm like, what is pretty sure? I'm 75 percent sure that like one of the rules they've actually communicated to players is that. As long as their dan- dances aren't sexy, they won't get right. penalized. But if the dances are sexy, they will. And there's this one yes. guy. There's this one guy on the Bucks that's super funny. And he was like in practice, and he was like, they had a ref come to practice to be like, here's what you can do, and here's what you can. And he was like doing different versions of his dance, and he would like do one that was sexy and one that wasn't sexy to see which one would get penalized. <laughs> Oh That's awesome. God. Yeah, they're they're absolutely not allowed to twerk. <laughs> Twerking is actually yes, they yes. said that's a no no. Uh, I believe it's called booming. <laughs> when when Antonio Brown does it. Yeah, they're like super afraid of Antonio Brown like shaking his ass for some reason. It's really weird. I don't, yeah, I don't know. He's got a powerful butt. I don't know. You know, uh-huh. during this year of NFL controversy, I did not have any idea that that the NFL and I would have so much in common. Uh, I have also banned <laughs> sexual celebration from my life. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, I, hey, so can we get what? an Ezekiel Elliott update? What, how's, how's he doing? Is, is, he, so, still, is he still in there? Yeah, is, is he, he still in the... <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, he, yeah, I know. He should have stayed in there. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Jessica, we're, we're going to be wrapping this episode up pretty soon. I know it's, it's just flown by, but um, can you... We'll, we'll probably do uh, some dour dower recapping um so uh but did you want to tell us anything about the jets <laughs> wait did we hold on wait i thought we were gonna get an ezekiel elliott update what happened to that that was it oh. I think we're asking just to fold them in so like an update plus a jets yeah um, okay a sentence yeah, yeah what's going on jets. what's going on 
Just tell us. Okay. First of all, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Now, from what my understanding is, he is still under the six uh, game suspension. So he has, but he's been, his his case has been um, in with the NFL to reduce the, the suspension over this past week. So everything was supposed to end by Thursday. And we were supposed to have our ruling last Thursday, which would have been frigging great for my fantasy draft. Anyway, it didn't it didn't get um, the ruling didn't get passed down yet. And essentially what's going on is he is threatening to sue the NFL because he's saying that oh, they nice. he, they hid some evidence that would exonerate him. Um, and then also wow. he, him and his lawyers have now gone to court to file for an injunction to basically hold off the ruling of this until all of that material has been produced. So basically what it would do is stall it so that he would be able to start the season. He would be able to play game one. So that's being filed, I believe, this week. So essentially, it's still a hot mess. (laughs) That's basically what's going on. It's a mess. So we'll see what happens probably this week i mean the first game is uh, next sunday so. wait and forgive so, me is that that's a domestic violence thing or that's a drug thing I th- domestic violence oh so this is not about him jumping in the salvation army barrel <laughs> no he actually didn't wind up getting a fine for that and i think jerry jones and donated a bunch of money to the salvation army for him doing it so <laughs> okay so this is a domestic violence a thing. thing um no this is okay Right. This is a domestic violence um, thing. And, you know, some some pictures came out a little while ago that were from, you know, the woman who he apparently abused that looked pretty damning. And just to be perfectly honest, I think what the NFL is doing is, number one, Ezekiel Elliott has been kind of a little bit of a, a, a little idiot on uh, during the postseason. He, you know, during a he. I think it was during a parade. He like pulled a girl's top down and she like flashed the crowd. And he also, I think punched out a DJ. There's been some things going on. So I think what the NFL is trying to do with all this is kind of make an example of him, which I'm, I, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan and I think he does deserve some suspension. Cause he's just thoroughly annoyed me, honestly. <laughs> um, and just can't keep it together. You'd, you'd think that if you were this type of star and we're going to be making a lot of money in your future, you'd be able to keep it together. But I think that's what's Yolo. kind of going on right now. Yeah, right? He's YOLOing way too he's fast. <laughs> he's, YOLO- he's peaking way too soon. So <laughs> so that's that's kind of that on Zeke. And then the Jets. Oh, oh the Jets. Wow. Living in the Hoboken area, I do know a ton of Jets fan friends, and they're fantastic people. But I think net net where it's coming out with them is that their season is going to be so bad that my Jets fan friends have been using the uh, the uh, well, I'm just going to really enjoy football, just like you know all of NFL football this season, and not worry about my team. Mm. Um, they're going to be miserable they're, if they're if they're if their quarterback situation winds up being Christian Hackenberg, who played for Penn State and actually was pretty good in... No, actually, he was frustrating in Penn State. I'm not going to lie. He's now playing um, possibly the lead quarterback role for the Jets, which will pretty much guarantee them, I would venture to say, maybe a one-win season out of 16 games. Why can't they, why can't they find anyone more plausible? <laughs> What's the- you know what? I think they had Bryce Petty um, behind him, who was looking a little bit better, and he actually 
they, I believe, recently sprained his um, MCL. So that's kind of no bueno. I, I honestly somewhat believe that they're looking to tank the season to get one of the you know premium quarterbacks out of the draft next year. Um, because, right, like Colin Kaepernick is still available. And I know nobody wants to touch him with like a 3,000 foot pole because of him kneeling for the national anthem and wearing socks that are little piggies that are cops like he's a little too controversial so i, I don't know i i, I did, don't know what the jets are doing i can't i, I don't know <laughs> did you all see that uh and and by the time this episode airs this will be old news but the uh the the police at the uh opening browns game have declined to hold the u.s flag during the national anthem as a protest against the players protesting the national anthem so again <laughs> to, to to phrase that wow. succinctly because they're mad at people protesting the national anthem, the police are going to protest the national anthem. Um, in a, Whoa, in a, it's like a it's like a double down in a, in a like completely equivocal way, which is Whoa. you know normally they hold up an American flag and they refuse to do it. Uh, so we're 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 pro Colin Kaepernick. We're hoping um, he um, we're hoping he ends up on every team. I, I think uh, I think that's it for us. So thank you very much, Jess, for coming on uh, Make Room for Sports. Um, it's been a total pleasure uh, learning learning about sports from you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Jess. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. All right. Good night. Learn how to talk to anybody about sports by listening to the podcast Make Room for Sports. Make Room for Sports. Make Room for Sports. Make Room for Sports.